Uh, a woman who refused to take the COVID-19 vaccine a year ago has won a case against her employer. The Commission for Conciliation, Mediation and Arbitration has ruled that the dismissal was unfair and ordered the employer to compensate her for a year's salary, which is almost 300,000 rand by July the 25th, 2022. Now we speak to her representative, Advocate uh, Vusima Masango. Uh, advocate! Oh, Glenn, how's it? Yeah, hey, I almost said my hey, I was like, hey, but you know what? I can't call an advocate my on air. When we are partying together, I'll say my <laughs> All right. No, anything anything is okay with me, sir. Are you cool? I'm all right in yourself. I'm good, man. So, yeah, con- yeah, yeah. so congratulations, man. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, um, I appreciate that, Len. Uh, yeah. But uh, most importantly, I think uh, we need to congratulate um, uh, the client, uh, Ms. Mm. Homuto Chachu, um, for um, at least having uh, the guts and most of all having the patience mm. to follow to follow through uh, with with her case. Yeah. So give us, please, give us a big, uh, a brief background on this case. Okay, Glenn. As you have already said, uh, this is a case involving. Um, COVID-19 vaccinations. Hmm. As you know that uh, we were for about two years or more, uh, even now, we're yes. still dealing with, with, with COVID. Now, in the workplace, uh, certain companies started uh, introducing what we call mandatory vaccination policies. Hmm. Yeah, in other words, they pass a company policy that would require uh, all people in the company, all employees to vaccinate, Right. So this company uh, introduced uh, such a policy. Uh, it's required that all employees must vaccinate, mm. right? Yes. Yeah. So um, our client, uh, Homuto, um, refused to vaccinate. Mm. Uh, but this is the important part of it, and I think this is what has been uh, uh, downplayed in this case. She didn't just refuse to get vaccinated because she's a, what we call a non-vaxxer. In other words... She's just opposed to vaccination. No, no, that's not her case. Her case is, and still is right now, she didn't want to vaccinate because she had medical reasons not to vaccinate. Mm. You know, Although she raised other objections, like constitutional objections, uh, as protected by our Constitution, Section 7.2, Section 8.1, Section 12, she raised those constitutional arguments. But on the main, she, what she raised was that, look, I'm raising a medical objection because I believe that this vaccine might not be okay for my body. Actually, my, uh, there are huge chances that I might uh, react negatively uh, to, to this vaccine. Mm. So by doing that, she refused to vaccinate. The company uh, dismissed uh, her. I have to say also, again, this is a dismissal based on operational requirements. Mm, mm, you know, it's mm. a retrenchment, loosely called. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, our everyday lingo, we call it a retrenchment. So, you know, what was the CCMA's uh, ruling based on? The CMA rulings on the main uh, was based on the constitutional um, uh, arguments that she put forward. For, for, for example, uh, she, she raised Section 7.2 of our Constitution, you know, uh. which says basically that uh, the state must respect, protect, promote, and fulfill the rights in the Bill of Rights, 
you understand. Yeah. Uh, she also raised the Section 12 uh, 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 argument, uh, the one that says that um, everyone has the right to freedom, security of person, uh, everyone has the right to take decisions con- concerning reproduction, uh, everyone has the right not to be subjected to medical or scientific experiments without their informed uh, consent. So largely, the way the, the, the award is worded, the commissioner concentrated on uh, what we call constitutional uh, 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 argument mm. uh, or aspect of the case. However, this, our case goes further than that, you know, because as you all know, in all cases of dismissals, you have to prove first that the dis- there was a dismissal, secondly, that the dismissal was both substantively and procedurally fair. Mm. You know, now because this was a case of a dismissal based on operational requirements, in other words, a retrenchment, mm. we also have to deal with the issue of severance pay. We mm. call it a package. Yeah. Yeah, what you're uh, when you get dismissed for operational re- reasons, uh, automatically you have to deal with severance. Mm. Because this, this is what we call a no-fault dismissal. It is not the, the, the anyone's fault that there was COVID. If there was no COVID, the sense that the employee would still be employed by now. Mm. So, <laughs> so, so, advocate, how important was the fact that the person had a bad reaction to the flu vaccine? Did it have an impact uh, on this ruling? Yes, it had an impact because remember now that uh, the, 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 the OHSA, the Occupational Health and Safety Act, and also the directives, the directives passed by the Minister of Labor. What they say is that if a company uh, envisages or thinks of putting into place this mandatory vaccination policy in their yes. company, yes. what they need to do is to do what we call a risk assessment, right? Mm. A risk assessment is where the company now, there the, the, the are all, all sorts of requirements that the company needs to go through in terms of the, uh, the, the, the Occupational Health and Safety Act and directives. One of the things is that if your employees or some of your employees raise objections, maybe medical objections or objections based on the Constitution, whatever, as a company, you need to consider those objections, right? Now, in this case, Homozo, our client, raised medical objections, and the company told her that, you know what, go and, 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 and consult with, with, with a doctor. She consulted with the first doctor, you know, uh, 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 the, the, the doctor, after consulting with our client, recommended on a doctor's note that she should not vaccinate. She took that letter to the employer. The employer outright rejected the letter mm. without giving any reasons. Mm. Then the employer instructed her to go to medical clinic mm. to consult with another doctor. You know, she went. They said, another doctor, a second doctor, also recommended that she must not vaccinate mm. based on her condition. She went back to the employer. The employer rejected the second letter. Even. You know, she didn't end there. She went to see a third doctor. You know, a third doctor refused outright to do a report. We don't know why. But remember, during those days, there were also these things uh, if doctors were speaking against COVID mm. or were not going according to the government's narrative, then doctors would be compromised, they would be shunned. That's another argument for another day. But basically, the employer rejected doctor's letters. 
fact, this is what uh, is amazing, Glenn. We are not saying the employer should have accepted our clients' letters, no. But we are saying the company should not just give a bare rejection to, 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 to doctors' letters. They are not doctors. Uh. What they should have done, they should have referred or summoned our client for further medical ex- examination, right? To go and see another doctor at their own cost. Uh, uh, uh. Or they should have contracted a medical consultant or a GP or a, maybe a specialist mm. to say, look, we have been presented with uh, two medical doc- uh, uh, opinions here or, or, or notes. Give us something to rebut that. But they never did that. You know? mm. It's, yeah. it's uh, 11 minutes to 4 Radio 2000. We are chatting to advocate Vusema um, Sango. He is the representative of a lady who refused to take a COVID-19 vaccine a year ago. And, of course, her good news is that she won her case against her employer. Uh, Mavusana, let's take a quick break, uh, play a commercial or two, Mavusana, and then right. we shall continue with our conversation. And uh, here's something that I want you to think about. Don't answer it now. You'll answer it at the end of the interview. <laughs> Stay in touch with us. Instagram at Radio 2000 underscore ZA. Right on. The Glenzito Superdrive with the Nati Lelo Glenzito. We're here until uh, 6 uh, this uh, this afternoon. We're chatting to advocate Vusama Sango, uh, who is representing a lady who refused to take the COVID-19 vaccine a year ago. She has since won her case against her employer. The Commission for Conciliation, Mediation and Arbitration has ruled that the dismissal was unfair and ordered the employer to compensate her for a year's salary, which is almost 300000 You know, some, when someone is, you know, company terminates a contract or you are retrenched, it's not often that you get a year's salary. Three months. Three months. Four months. Yeah. Hey, advocate, yeah. how did you pull off this one? A year, a year's salary. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's not me. It's the it's the uh, uh, commissioner on this one. And uh, look, you 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 are, you are correct. Uh, a lot of the uh, awards, CCMA awards, yeah. if they are at five months, mm. uh, five six months, yeah. those are considered to be very good awards. Yes. If uh, if the CCMA issues something like twelve months, mm. it's 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 CCMA yakshaya. Mm. In other words. Uh, about 12 months, we've seen those cases a lot where there was complete and blatant disregard to the rights of an employee. Mm. You know, it's almost a chastisement to say, look, this was so unfair. Not only unfair, it was unconstitutional. Mm. Mm. Because I'll tell you why, then. Because one of the arguments, and I'm not uh, by any way trying to argue this case uh, uh, via the media, but one of the arguments of the company was that their mandatory policy on vaccination uh, was a law of general application. And our argument was that it can never be. Internal company policy can never be a law of general application. Our, 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 our law is clear what constitutes a, a law of general application and not. So it can never be. The fact that it applies equally to, to all the employees of a certain company, it doesn't mean that it can be recognized as a law of general application. A law of general application is something like saying, for example, we know that here in Imzansi, if you drive a car, you have to have a license. Mm. You know, it's a law that applies to everyone equally in South Africa. Mm. So 
a, a private company cannot legislate on behalf of everyone. Mm. You understand? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's one of the uh, constitutional principles that uh, uh, was advanced. But here at length, this is another thing that I want to touch on uh, in terms of this. Now, remember that I said in terms of the OHSA and the directives from the Department of Labor, you need to do what you call a risk assessment. Ne? Yes. That risk assessment obviously will take into consideration everything concerning you as the company, the risks, and also the welfare of the employees. But then, the risk assessment has to culminate in what we call a risk assessment report, right? Obviously, the report has to be shown to the employees. They have to know what they are consenting to. They have to know the risks. But in this, this, this company never produced the risk assessment report. Well, they never uh, 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 produced it uh, in their bundle during cross-examination. Even on my cross-examination, when I was cross-examining the main witness, which is the head of legal at the company, she did concede that the risk uh, assessment was, uh, was only done by them as management and executives. And my question was that, since this is an ununionized environment, in other words, there are no union representatives, didn't you give the employees a chance to select at least maybe one or two or in the pool of employees who will represent them in the COVID-19 committee? Because there was a COVID-19 committee also that was set up to deal with this COVID mandatory vaccination issue. And she said, no, we only decided amongst us as the executives and the, uh, and the management. Mm, very with, interesting. With against Section 189, because Section 189 says that you have to consult with your employees who are facing a, a, a possible a, a, a dismissal on operational requirements. You have to extensively consult, especially where there is no union. You have to take the employees at each and every step. So, uh, Vose, does this ruling set a precedent for similar cases, or is it uh, dependent on case-by-case basis? Well, it is, a, it is a CCMA award. It's binding on the company, but it, it doesn't set a, pre, a precedent mm. because CCMA uh, 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 commissioners are not uh, forced to follow uh, 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 other uh, uh, awards. Oh, you know, okay. It can guide. It can set, certainly guide, and we wish that it can guide employers and employees. But as we know, um, the company uh, can review the award, and this is where... It now becomes tough for our for our client because remember she's dismissed she doesn't she's not employed mm. she hasn't paid she's been paid her package so she's penniless and we know that with the labor court it becomes expensive in terms of legal costs legal fees mm. and also at the labor court we have to deal with the issue of legal costs you know there will be there might be costs at the end of this if it goes to labor court who's going to pay the, those costs if our client loses the case. So she might not be able to push this matter further than here. And um, can the employer ask for this ruling to be reviewed? Yes, they have each and every right in our law to mm. to, 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 to review uh, uh, this matter. We hope that they um, go according to the award and pay our and pay our client. Um, on, the, as we know, on the twenty fifth of July. Um, look, yeah. Mm. Well, as soon as possible, as soon as, as, as they can pay, we would appreciate that. But as we know, they have each and every right to take it on review. Mm. Um, it will be up to them.
Okay. Well, uh, Advocate, great chatting to you. Thank you so much for chatting to us this afternoon. We appreciate it. Thank you, Glenn. I appreciate the opportunity. And let me say that also, um, I appreciate um, uh, the chance given by the instructing attorney, uh, KBI attorneys, Kotana Babala Incorporated. Mm. They are the instructing attorney uh, in this case, a law firm run by a very young uh, lady. Mm, what's her name? Uh, Baba. Oh, oh, Babs. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'll say hello to Babs. Okay, thank you so much, Advocate. Thank you, Glenn. All right. You know, Baba is running the streets, man. Baba is running Let the Let me street. tell you something. Sorry. Tell me, my friend. Um, as this interview is actually ongoing, I've been getting a lot of text messages asking for this man's numbers. Because... And he's very passionate about his, 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 his profession. His right? profession, yes. yes. Yeah. And uh, because a lot of people really, really, they're having an issue with this. Where they are being forced. I love it when you stress. I'm not stressed. I'm always saying, yes, you are passionate. Issue with this. They're having a lot of issue with this. That they are being forced by their companies to vaccinate when they don't want to. What's interesting, though, is that the same company also dismissed four other people. Mm. So outside of this lady, there were four others who were dismissed. What then happens to them? I don't know. Can they also take this company to task? They, I think they can because now a precedent has been set. Mm. Mm. But are you able to come back after so many years? Uh, well, after a year. Get your job back. No, no, just get some kind of compensation. Some kind of compensation. Yeah, I'm sure. Probably. It's possible. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible, but you need um, you need money. Ah, but they took this lady from pillar to post. Eh? Mm, a year's they, a long time. Eh? They tell you, no, go get a doctor's certificate like, to prove that you can't But she do brings the thing. letter. She brings the letter. Then they say, they no, even suggest a hospital. They ah. even suggest a hospital. Mm. No. And she goes there. This, the doctors still say, no, she can't. And this, yeah, that, 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 this company is crazy. It's on her very money. Yeah. They didn't dodgy. even give her money to go and consult with these people. Mm. They did it. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. This awful. company was off. Because I also know like of a beverage company also that has told its employees that they need to come back to the office, but they need to vaccinate. And if they don't vaccinate, they need to, um, what is it, uh, come up with a certificate that they've tested and they've tested negative and it needs to be every week and stuff like that. And a lot of their employees are not happy about that. That is so expensive to test yeah. alone. Alone. It's, it's close to a thousand yeah. rand. Now, I must test each and every week. Yeah. That's too much to ask Dodgy. For. Stay in touch with us. Facebook, Radio 2000 ZA.